0: Hey, Geekitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that.
1: My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Gray's in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 152 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. As
2: always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Ray Vargas. How are you doing, Ray? I'm doing good. It's nice to hear our uh, our old-fashioned uh, intro come back after, <laughs> after changing it up for our guest, Rob, the last couple episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, I was, I had to do for these show notes, I had to completely repaste from like three episodes, four episodes ago.
2: <laughs> that was fun. That was different.
1: Yeah, but we are not the only ones here today. Today we are joined by Justine Mastin and Larissa Garski, and they are the hosts of Starship Therapies. How are you all doing today?
0: We are wonderful this evening. Truly Fantastic it's it's a little it's a little late for spock (laughs) she's tired
3: that's that's true i like to turn in between you know 7 30 and 8 and really start the whole vulcan wind down procedure
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i very much appreciate you staying up late for us Uh, we're, we're very very excited to to have you here um I know a little bit about you because I've been listening to your podcast, but I don't think my listeners do, although I did warn them when you were coming on the show.
0: Oh, they've so, been, warned.
1: <laughs> they oh, been warned. They have been warned. They got their opportunity to go, go check you out. Um, but go ahead and give us a, a little about
3: yourselves.
0: Okay. Captain, would you
3: like to go first?
0: As always, I would. Um, mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. I'm Justine Maston. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed alcohol and drug counselor, an experienced registered yoga teacher at the 200-hour level, and I am the captain of the Starship Therapies. And I am Larissa Garski. I'm also a licensed marriage and
3: family therapist. Um, I'm a... I'm the co-writer and co-researcher of much of the projects that Justine and I work on, and I am the um, I'm the first officer in the Starship Therapies. I think of myself <laughs> as Spock.
2: <laughs> why don't you tell us? Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about Starship Therapies and, and what that is for our listeners that are not aware of your podcast yet?
0: Spock, you're up.
3: Great. I'm so glad that we rehearsed this before we went on the air. (laughs) Spoiler alert, friends. Sometimes my elevator pitch skills are a little rusty. (laughs) So Starship Therapies is a self-help podcast uh, focused on the healing power of fandom. And it is set in the format of a radio play So you've probably noticed that I refer to myself as Spock, Justine refers to herself as the captain because we are taking on the personas of um, the infamous Kirk and Spock. And so each episode is kind of set up that we're on the Starship Therapies and hijinks ensue and that leads into whatever fandom and self-help concept that we discuss in that
0: episode.
2: Wow. That sounds great.
0: We think it is. That's what Joe
2: told. Joe told me about this podcast. I was like, "That is a thing that exists. That's wonderful."
0: Uh (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hop, hop aboard. Join
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, um, Star Trek is is in your geekitude, but what are your other areas of geekitude? What do you guys enjoy geeking out about?
0: Um, so I am definitely a TV and movie geek. That is my. Uh, those are my most serious geekery areas Mm -hmm. um and i mean i i could list so many but i think we're just we're just going for areas right yeah or like highlights do you want to give highlight examples great um well i mean tv basically raised me in the 1980s um and 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 movies too see larissa this is why i love 80s so much because oh, it- no, I know I I know and i and and folks at home if you
3: haven't checked out our podcast yet you'll hear so many stories from <laughs> Justine's childhood <laughs> all vaguely humorous but with this undertone of of sadness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the eighties were a different time. <laughs> um, Spock, what are your areas of geekitude?
3: I mean, very similar to yourself. We got the TV, movies. Um, I consider myself a dabbler in comics. Um, They meant a great deal to me when I discovered them. It probably in like third grade. And I would literally bike to like the local gas station and wait for the next like yes. issue of uncanny x-men and the age of apocalypse run which was very divisive i understand now as an adult but as a kid i was like wow this is amazing i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> um i also really enjoy video games and um i am i'm a bit of a lit nerd as well so big nice. fan of the books mm-hmm. a
0: bit <laughs> <laughs> tell them so- tell them the book you took to comic-con
3: I took Anna Karenina to Comic-Con. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> so,
0: you know, just a little
3: light
1: reading. Yeah. A
3: light reading. I was reading it on the plane over and then like obviously it came time in the hotel room to like unpack the backpack and repack things for, for the day at the con. And I took Anna Karenina out and I looked at it and I was like, you know, I don't think I need this today. And Justine was like, oh, what? Of course you don't.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> to wind down after a day of Comic Con, <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm,
0: exactly. You, me, Tolstoy, a glass of water,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dead Russians, and hydration. That's that's self care, friends.
2: <laughs> so when I mean I, I gravitate towards comic books and movies myself, and when Joe decides to uh, talk about his gaming experience, I sort of just hang back and let him do his thing because. I'm lost when it comes to gaming. Um, what are what would you say are your areas of uh, low geekitude, or where maybe some some fandoms that you're not a part of?
0: Uh, anime. Oh yeah, for sure, anime for both of us.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then I'm I am not a gamer, although I I have finally decided after many years that it's time for me to get a gaming system, um, just because it is. I mean, I think it would be nice to have something to wind down. Because I I like to do that sometimes. Um, But also, so many of my clients are gamers, and it would make it a lot easier to speak their language if I Mm -hmm. knew what, like I have a vague idea of certain games, but it'd be nice to be able to kind of speak that language. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will say that it's fun. Like I,
3: I really enjoy it because Justine and I live in different cities that, you know, periodic, periodically throughout the day, I'll like check my phone and see what she sent me. And I really love the days when she's messaged me and been like, Larissa, what is Celeste, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this video game is? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me give you like a brief synopsis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's nice. I could use that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I work for you a. Just uh, have
1: to ask, my friend. You yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. So
2: I, I, am a recruiter for an art school.
0: Oh, cool. And cool.
2: we have, we have. I mean, I graduated from the school myself, so I know quite a bit about illustration and some about animation. But we have a very, very popular game art program that works very closely with like Blizzard and Riot and Obsidian. And so, um, you know, I've got to sell these programs to interested students. And I feel like when it comes to gaming. I know just, I can say just enough to convince them that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. God forbid they ask me any questions beyond that because then <laughs> it be, it'll become very clear that I just have talking points that I'm going over. So I'm always trying to to improve that aspect of my understanding for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Joe. Now,
1: do you guys have a uh, favorite fandom that you guys tend to gravitate back to on on the regular?
0: Uh, well, I mean, you, you've listened to the podcast, so you know that there are a few that we, we tend to downshift into, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but Star I, Trek being the most obvious one. Sure. The most obvious. Uh, but I, I have such a hard time with favorite fandom because we, we use them therapeutically and I've, you know, I have these, what we call fandom attachments. Um, and we all have them, right. We all attach to characters, um, mm-hmm. and it's hard to pick a favorite fandom because it's like, who's your bestest friend? And I'm like, <laughs> well, these are my friends for these reasons. And these are my friends for those reasons. So like Buffy, the vampire slayer is, is a very good friend of mine. She's been with me through some really tough stuff, but like, uh, agent Dale Cooper is one of my oldest friends. So, you know, how, how do you pick? Um, that being said, I'd say that like the big, the big guys um, would be my, my first real fandom was Twin Peaks. I was way too young to be watching it. Uh, again, this is why Larissa thinks some of my choices from when I was a kid are a little bit sad. <laughs> like, where was your supervision? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where was your core caregiver? <laughs> Where were my core givers? Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural. Um, and I, Larissa and I have really gotten into Riverdale. Gosh, have we ever? <laughs> yeah.
3: Supernatural and Riverdale have just seen- come up a lot in the pod. Mm-hmm. I haven't
1: seen past season one. Is season two beyond worth it?
0: Of Riverdale? Uh, yeah. It's beautiful trash. It's worth every minute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, yes,
3: and I mean, as, as Justine said, it's beautiful trash. Like it's important to understand what you're getting into with Riverdale. Like it's, it's not Anna Karenina folks. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you sit down expecting the television equivalent of Anna Karenina, you're going to be a little disappointed. Um, but if you sit down expecting beautiful trash with like, you know, fun send ups, like, the five seasons and shank shot prison, you're going to be really happy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you're talking to somebody who, who was an avid, uh, Mel R- yeah,
0: Mel R- uh place Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yes. So, so I, I get it. <laughs> I definitely
0: get it. Uh, Melrose place is so good.
2: Can you each contribute, uh, something that you love, but you don't think gets enough love from people or maybe is, is not as well known as you'd like it to be.
0: Uh, Spock, you want to take that one? I, I was uh, I was really on a roll there about Phantom yeah. Attachments.
3: Thank you. Thank you for for passing the proverbial mic to me because I do have some thoughts on this one that <laughs> I feel very strongly about. <laughs> and way at the top of the list is this show called Other Space. And very few people have seen it, much less heard of it. It was on the now very defunct Yahoo television network. Right? Does anyone remember when Yahoo was trying to make a go of it on TV? It's <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. It was a very. It was like a brief star that fell. <laughs> very few people watched the fall. But if you were paying attention to the fall, you caught the show Other Space, um, which was headed up by Paul. Last time I'm going to butcher. Phi. Maybe. Um, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for. Folks, if you ever tune into our podcast, you're going to hear me just butcher last names left, right, and center. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Other Space is amazing. It's kind of – it's like a send-up of all of the Star Treks, all of the Star Wars with great humor. And just – it has an amazing cast. And, yes, I know some of you may be thinking, but there's Orville, Larissa. And what I would say to you is, no. Do (laughs) your And try to find Other Space. (laughs)
2: Going on the list. Oh, Paul Faye. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll Paul
2: Faye created g- Greeks, f- uh, freaks, and geeks. Oh
0: God, I love and freaks and geeks. Yeah,
2: and he's responsible for a bunch of really popular comedy.
0: Yeah.
2: So great. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what do you guys have? I know you guys are doing the podcast, but what do you guys have going on now? Uh,
0: so I I am a chronic over scheduler, um, and so I've got like. 12 projects in the hopper right now i'm doing a doing a presentation this weekend and uh we were working on at least one book right now um but the most exciting thing that we're working on is that after contributing to about a dozen well not a dozen books but a dozen pieces in books um loris and i are finally writing our own book that's so awesome Mm. yay Yeah, so it'll, um, it's a takeoff on the podcast. Um, and we're calling it, well, working title Starship Therapies Using Therapeutic Fan Fiction to Rewrite Your Life. Eh?
1: Nice. <laughs> you, want it,
0: you want this self help book. Um, and it's, you know, it's designed as a self help book that people can work through that's really engaging and uses fandom, unlike other self help books that are, I don't know, I don't want to say boring. But boring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Certainly not as like colorful and
3: snappy. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in our infinite spare time, we are presently recording uh, season two of the Starship Therapies podcast. Mm -hmm.
1: Very nice. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for for kind of sharing those little bits and pieces with us so we can kind of put it together and, and see what kind of geeks you guys are. Um, we're going to move on to our weekly geekery, which is, um, where we talk about the stuff we've been geeking out about. And, uh, Ray, I see both of us have end game stuff going on.
2: I know. I was just noticing that I'm like, wow, we're really like hard Marvel stands, right? (laughs) We just are totally addicted. Can't get enough. Um, yeah. So those of you that have been listening to the last few episodes, uh, We had Rob talking about um, his love for watching reaction, audience reaction videos, uh, particularly uh, reactions to Infinity War and Endgame. And holy shit, I checked those out and they are so addicting. They're so great to watch. I spent a whole afternoon Sunday watching just audiences reacting to Endgame. And it really gave me that feeling of being in the theater and watching it again, more so than just sort of sitting at home and, and, you know, streaming Endgame on, on Amazon or whatnot um so yeah i enjoyed that much more than i was expecting to um still catching up on my comic book reading marvel unlimited is awesome i have yet to check out uh dc's i guess version of marvel unlimited i think it's called dc universe um but i'm looking forward to checking that out soon especially since we did our our dcu podcast um Mm -hmm. i'm I'm excited to kind of dig into the backstories of a lot of these characters so yeah that's what i've been up to what about you joe
1: um, well, I, I was thinking I didn't do much geeky stuff this week, and I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of like, well, this is <laughs> awful. But um, no, I actually brought it into the classroom. I think I mentioned last week that um, I was going to teach. Uh, for for those that don't know, I'm a, a high school English teacher, and I took a book called uh, "Save the Cat Writes a Novel," because in screenwriting, there's this book called "Saves." Save the cat. It's that concept that if you have a character with very few positive traits and you need to make the audience like them, you have them do something nice, like save a cat. Um, <laughs> so, so there's a whole novel for screenwriting, but then somebody took that and applied it to writing a novel. And I'm using it to kind of deconstruct literary analysis with my kids. Instead of having them read something and and analyze it, I'm having them learn the way it's put together so that they can um, apply it to stuff that they like. And so the way I started this off was I took the best, what I think is the best 15 minutes in um, cinematic history, which is between (laughs) On Your Left and Mm -hmm. I Am Iron Man. And so I showed them that clip and then I showed them the Nando versus, the Nando V movies um, end game ending, where he analyzes how it would be different if they changed just one character and it would make it more kind of literally sound. And I had kids going, wow, like I didn't even think like, I'm like, yes, you can use, you can use literature for, for evil purposes, people. This is this is great. So all week we've been, we've been dissecting literature and we keep going back to like Avengers and Endgame, um, The second beat in, in their like 15 beat, Story structure plot is um, uh, Mentioned like referring to the theme Where a character other than your hero Refers to what that hero needs to do To change his life And if you go back to the original Avengers movie um, Captain America basically says You're not the kind of person Who would throw yourself on a grenade For other people to Iron Man And then you go all the way back to Endgame (laughs) And it wraps that up and um, you know, Tony Stark throws all this stuff back at him and ends with, and you just need to get a life and you go all the way back to end game. And that's how it ends for um, for Steve Rogers. So that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to, I've been trying to bring geekiness into the classroom. Um, they don't know what to do with it though. So sometimes I just get blank stares. I, Think they think it's cool, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> this generation what to do with what. Well, they're so they're so afraid of making mistakes. Like they're going to give me a wrong answer, and they're going to spontaneously combust. And <laughs> and so it's just a matter of going, no, guys, it's okay. Like I I haven't taught you this stuff yet, so I'm just asking you to you know logic it out. But, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but it's yeah, and be like curious with it is what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're working. We're working on it right now. They're taking the, the structure that I'm giving them and they're rewriting fairy tales. So.
0: Oh, what, what grade do you teach?
1: Um, I teach sophomores. Oh,
0: so you're, you're basically doing fan fiction with them.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, oh, I'm, I <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and I'm trying to get them to, to look at like the character, the, the way uh, save the cat presents it is you've got a character. They have a flaw. They have the thing that they're doing, the want that they think will solve that problem. And then they have what will really solve the problem. So already with, with fairy tales, it's um, kind of built in. You're kind of like, well, this is the moral. So mm-hmm. then just work backwards to figure out what their flaw is. And they're like, well, my character is not that deep. And I'm like, well, y- you've got free reign. <laughs> Go. Mm. Super cool. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. How about you, Justine?
0: Um, th- I guess most of my geekery this past week has been psychology related um, with, with the projects that Larissa and I are working on. Um, but also fandom related, I, our lives are really wonderful and, and strange. Um, oh, we little holla back to Agent Dale Cooper, uh, a place both wonderful and strange. Uh, but I, so something that people have discovered about me through the podcast is that I am kind of a freak for true crime. And that's true. yeah. Um, and while I've been doing stuff around the house when I get a free moment, I have been uh, catching up on true crime. So murder <laughs> you've,
1: been, you've been geeking out on murder that's that. <laughs> <awesome. laughs>
0: yeah the, the funny thing is like there's some stuff I really I cannot. I cannot participate in certain types of media because of the work that I do Um, because it's just too depressing. Like the people will go see dramas, like the, the new star is born. People are like, you haven't seen it. I'm like, no, and I'm not going to, because that's like being at work. Um, But for some reason, I've just loved true crime for so long um, that, I don't have the same reaction to that. I'm like, ooh, a mystery instead of <laughs> ugh. I'm at work.
1: <laughs> now it's not true crime, but did you see that? Um, did, have you seen Mindbender?
0: Mm. Mindhunter?
1: Mind Hunter. Mind Mind Hunter right. is that the the yeah. one that just came out with C? I, I think
0: so. On Netflix, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mind Mindhunter. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, that that goes into the wrong area,
0: huh? Right. I I am less interested in false crime. <laughs> right. It must it must be true crime for just being to really sink our teeth into it. Well, my
1: my understanding is it is it is very closely based on on real happenings.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I mean, maybe though. once once I'm caught up on all the true crime, maybe I will watch some false crime. We'll see. Stay tuned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like in this this is a good example of the ways that you and I differ right <laughs> because pretty much what I did all, all weekend long with admittedly a couple of breaks to work on other work projects that you and I had together was um, my husband and I played the new Eliza visual novel video game it came no, out that's no, my crickets summer. I have no
1: idea kids. what that is, but that yeah. sounds awesome. What is it?
3: Okay, it's it's very cool. So it's basically a send up of both the tech industry and uh, the mental health field. And you the setup of the game is that you are playing as um you're you're playing as a former engineer of a prototype for a, like an AI psychotherapist called Eliza. And that the character that you're playing as left the field three years ago because of an incident that happened. Uh, You don't know what it is initially. You kind of find that out as you're playing through the game. Um, But the, the way that Eliza, the therapy counselor, works is that it, it's It's not fully AI yet, but it, it takes all these different data points in sessions with people who come in and then kind of spits out words that it's supposed to say back. But rather than having the computer say it to the client, there is a human being referred to as a proxy who basically has Google Glasses on. And the Google Glass is connected to the Eliza algorithm and then they have to just recite whatever Eliza is telling them to say
2: right so they're the actual in-world therapist for Eliza
3: yeah yeah i mean they're 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 the they're, they're the stand-in but they all they're doing is reciting what the computer yeah. is having them say like there's and, and if they they go off script they get fired and they have all these these negative things happen to them so it was it was very interesting <laughs> i would definitely recommend it
2: Wow, that sounds specific and interesting. It's like it's <laughs> like having it's like it's like having a reverse avatar. It's like the real life person is the avatar, as opposed to the other way around.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: That's 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 definitely an answer to what's something you love that you think others need to know about. <laughs> oh, that's
3: true too. <laughs> it's on. My I was head,
2: right?
0: I was so in my head that I was like, everyone must know about Eliza, but no. That's not true. (laughs) Um, I was getting frequent texts this weekend. I was like, you need to get a gaming system. You need to get a gaming system. You need to play this particular game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, we have
3: so much to talk about. There's so much going on here. Like the implications for ethics and morality and the tech field. Yeah,
0: and I was like, "Murder, murder, murder!" <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: See, and God. this is such a great example that you don't have to have the same interest to be friends.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. We we embrace all fandoms here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, this is awesome. I always I always say that it, if I can put something on my list of things to check out, then it has been a successful um, weekly geekery. So I am looking forward to these things. I'm going right. to check out other space and, and Eliza. I'm just intrigued by, I need to, I need to research this.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's best to go into that game knowing very little. So I want to be very careful not to like tell you too much. Like it definitely is. You want to go in pretty cold. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick commercial break and then we are going to come back and we are going to talk about using fandoms in therapy. We will be right back. Hello friends! This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights, sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch, where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal
2: Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch.
1: Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek to Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv/capsulej. That's C A P S U L E J A Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then. I'm Void. And I'm Beach, And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever.
3: Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey! That's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. Bye!
1: All right, we are back. And I don't know how to start this other than I want to know all the things because I find <laughs> you guys are doing is absolutely fascinating. No, yeah. thank you. Um yeah, yeah,
0: go ahead. No, I was just going to say give us some direction because how I How did you How did you, <laughs> you where did so the I, Where
2: mm-hmm. did the idea for this come from? Did it come from your practice or from your geekdom? Where did it start?
0: The the idea for the podcast?
2: Yes. Um uh,
0: where it really came from uh was Larissa was moving away and we mm-hmm. we wanted a way to stay connected to each other. Um so we made a weird-ass podcast because we're weird-ass people
2: <laughs> now are, are these <laughs> is this the the, the pot the topics on this podcast is this the sort of thing that you two would discuss and talk about in person in your friendship and that's what kind of led to the you know the, the topic of the podcast
0: uh larissa you want to fly with that
3: one yeah i i i think so like I and mean, Justine is right. We got the idea because I was moving away, and we wanted more things to do together that felt more interactive. Like we were working on a couple of different um, like chapters for different like pop psychology anthologies, and and that was fun, right? But it wasn't the same as having more of that like one to one Facetime. And so we both were like, okay, we like podcasts. Let's see what we can do with this. Um, but then. I don't know, like as far as how we came up with the subject matter, I think where I got the idea of it was that I remember we did, as part of the licensure process, you have to be supervised so that, you know, there's quality controls in place. And I remember we did supervision together with one of our just amazing mentors, Patty. And one of the things that Patty said to us, at, at either our last or our second to last supervision together was she said that she would really miss working with us because of our banter,
0: Hmm.
3: Mm. And because of just uh, like the like the creative narrative quality of what we would say that like Justine would begin a metaphor and I would finish it, right? And she was like, I've never really had that in supervisees.
2: Nice.
0: Wow, I don't remember Patty saying that at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Must be a lie then.
0: No, so no. That's, no. <laughs> that's uh, trust me when I say Spock has a much better linear memory than I do. <laughs>
1: So this so, yeah. is, this I'm fandom the the idea of using fandoms in your practice mm-hmm. has that always been your focus or or was there a moment where you were like oh hey I see a correlation here let's run with it
0: as, as far as practice um, so b- before I did this whole. Uh, therapist journey. I was a yoga teacher, and I still am. Um, But I created a style of yoga that was specifically for the geek community, because I looked around and I was like, why aren't we helping geeks be healthy and happy in whatever way they want to be? Why... (laughs)
2: Uh, oh. <laughs> Bless you for that. Thank you.
0: Oh, oh, thank you. I, I was like, did <laughs> someone sneeze? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if they did, I prefer to say, may your soul reenter your body. Uh, <laughs> <I say salute. laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I would look around Comic Con, and nobody, nobody was talking about wellness outside of the the same tired tropes that are in the wellness industry in Western culture of, you know, you need to be this size and you need to eat this and this food is bad and whatever. And I was like, no, that's, I mean, that's bullshit. So let's um, let's do yoga specifically for them. So I created a narrative style of yoga um, called Yoga Quest. And I've, I've been all over the place with Yoga Quest. Um, and when I became a therapist, I, I was really trying to like be a therapist, you know? Um, and I was trying to mimic the way that my teachers were being therapists and my own therapist uh, was a very buttoned up human. And so I was really trying to mimic that. And I just kept getting all this feed that, feedback that was like, you're, you're not being authentic. You're not being you. And I'm like, well, no, I'm being a therapist. And they're like, be you and a therapist. And... It was like a lightning bolt, um, and I and I went, oh, oh, I can do that. And as soon as I embraced that, the same way I did when I was a yoga teacher and embraced my my geekery, um, I became a much better therapist. And um, I started incorporating fandom, basically right away. And once I opened my own private practice, it was like a fucking cavalcade of. Of fandom, are we okay with swearing?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, great, great. Apple made me uh, decide at the beginning of this podcast whether I was going to be, um, what is it, explicit Explicit. or not? Yes, Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I'm going to go explicit, and so
2: we might as well use the tag. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I would be allowed on this podcast. Okay,
0: great, great, good, good
2: to know. (laughs) Um, Can you speak at all to the transition from? You know, be myself, but a therapist to let's be Captain and Spock on this podcast.
0: Uh, so I'll I'll just speak to that real briefly because we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast. <laughs> and yes. that it, it was a real struggle we didn't know what to call it and everything we came up with sounded really boring and just one day I am I am the king of puns all right I am a pungent master <laughs> I mean I, I think I need uh, to interject here that some, sometimes uh, Justine's puns
3: are great and sometimes <laughs> they're so bad that, they that, are wonderful. I, that I just don't respond to the, the chat for a while because they're <laughs> that bad.
2: I feel like a certain percentage of puns have to be bad, right, yeah. in order to maintain uh-huh. their their punniness. I don't know. Yeah, right. But this
0: no, no, one right. day, this one day, <laughs> we, we had been shooting back and forth these ideas for names of podcasts. And this name came to me. And I, I just, I sent it to her, and I didn't know if this was going to be one of those puns that she was like, "Fuck nah, get that away from me." <laughs> um, I said, "What do you think about Starship Therapies?" And she was like, "That's actually really good." And yeah, no, it was perfect. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know. I, I actually like. I don't remember if we ever formally sat down and we're like, we're going to frame it as some sort of like radio play. <laughs> And each take on these characters, I think for the first step, we it came about organically because we had been using this technique in our respective sessions as therapists at that point, probably for years. The idea of like Kirk brain and Spock brain,
2: okay.
0: And you anybody playing fa- Kirk brain, Spock, brain yeah, real absolutely. Quick? So
3: any, anybody familiar with like DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, they talk to you about these like theories of three minds that so you have. Um, like rational or logical mind that you use to do things like, I don't know, balance your checkbook and do math. And then you have emotion mind, which is more reactive and that you're going to engage when you're trying to figure out what ride at the amusement park you're going to ride. And then wise mind is when these, these two mind states come together. It's that center of sort of the Venn diagram. And so then in theory, it's the best of both worlds. And while that's a, a great concept and, you know, props to dbt and all of that it's (laughs) a little dull right and so (laughs) Justine and i came up with kirk brain and spock brain so spock brain is your rational analytical mind and kirk brain is your fun emotional charming jazz hands mind Mm. and really some of the best decision making is going to happen when these two states can work together at the same time Mm -hmm. when they're both on the bridge when they're both on the bridge. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just such a great like metaphor for everything. I mean, cause I, you, you know exactly what you're referring to because immediately I was like, yep, I'm, I'm the Kirk mine. My husband <laughs> is the talk <laughs> mind. I get it. It makes sense. <laughs> and when we're yep. in sync, we're in sync. And when we're not, <laughs> it's very obvious. why. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. And that's what we found in our practice is when you use these kind of pop culture references, like absolutely, DBT is this wonderful modality, but it's so dry and boring and you have to learn all this stuff. But if you use pop culture references that people understand and make sense to them, I you can use these shortcuts. I mean, I'll... I'll say in session with clients who've been working with me, like, mm, is that Kirk brain or Spock brain? And they'll be like, mm, "It's Kirk brain." I'm like, "Okay, can we bring a little bit of Spock in here?" And that's just such a more palatable and even fun way to talk about what's happening with your own psychology.
3: Hmm. Yes. And I think one of the things that Justine introduced me to earlier on, because I think you were like a year ahead of me in grad school, mm-hmm. um, is the idea that therapy really, it can and should be fun. And there should be whimsy involved and there should be play involved. And that really those things should be working right alongside the maybe ser- more serious or heavier emotional elements, um, in part because that's the way life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just for our listeners, you, some of these topics are wonderful because you can kind of see just from the title, like "Bad Dad Thanos." Like I love it. <laughs> like, it, like
3: <laughs> oh, I was that was my idea, and I was so proud of it. So
1: proud. <laughs> um, yeah. It just I, I every time I, I see an episode, I'm like, okay, I I know what I'm getting. I think I know what I'm getting into. I don't necessarily <laughs> yeah, know what I'm getting mostly, into. Mostly,
0: you mostly know.
1: I mostly mm-hmm. know what I'm getting into, but I I always find that it's like, oh wow, this is this is really interesting because, you know, I I'm, I'm also a drama teacher and so I love I love character study. I love looking at You guys must have a ball just like dissecting Batman and being like, mm-hmm. well, what's wrong with him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and I I have a theater background. Uh, unsurprisingly, I was going to say it <laughs> wasn't really clear already. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Larissa has a literature background, and so I think we really complement each other well when it comes to talking about narrative therapy. Because really, what narrative therapy is all about is the story, the story mm-hmm. of our lives. And yeah, I I love pulling apart our pop culture favorites and going, you know, let's, let's turn over this rock and see what's underneath Dean Winchester. So many things, Mm -hmm. most of them, his latent bisexuality. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, no supernatural fans. That's fine. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, we, we do, we have, well, I can only speak for myself. I have a lot of fun.
3: I don't know. We both have a lot of fun. Um, It's really like, it's, it's interesting for me figuring out how to do this because I don't have a theater background at all. I am not a performer by any stretch of the imagination. So from my perspective, like what, what listeners are getting is very much, I mean, it's, there's some hyperbole to it and there's some performance to it. it. for sure. But really the dynamic, the back and forth between Justine and I is it's very representative of our actual relationship in real life. Like we very much have this very close friendship. Um, And honestly, I don't think I don't think I could do it in a way that was believable if we didn't, because spoilers, I'm not a good actor,
0: folks. (laughs) You do great. You read all those lines just fine. Well, and you're so you are playing the
1: Spock role, so it's it's you know it doesn't have to have all that you know right. underlying emotion because emotion's bad,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> or at the
3: very least, it's there to be controlled and managed. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> so you you touched on um, a form of therapy. You you said uh, you called a narrative
0: mm-hmm, therapy.
2: Mm-hmm. What are what are some other forms of therapy that are not kind of story based? Because that's kind of mm-hmm. what I assumed is most therapy is like.
0: Uh, you assume most therapy is story-based? Yeah. You would be wrong, my friend. You Unfor- would. Unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: why I'm asking mm-hmm. the experts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, um, but I think that's, uh, and I'll just speak for a minute and then I'll hand it over to Larissa. Um, but I, I think that is a misconception that a lot of people have. And it's why a lot of people make it to my office and they say I've had such terrible experiences um because they were expecting this certain thing and they got something else because there's mm-hmm. so many fucking different types of therapy and lay people don't know what they are and that's not mm-hmm. lay people's fault by any stretch that is our industry has so many different perspectives and is not transparent with what they mean mm-hmm. so uh, the most popular Type of therapy here in the Midwest is CBT, cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral therapy. And uh, I mean, CBT is important, and it needs to be used in certain times, very good for, you know, people dealing with anxiety, um, you know, in, in short bursts. Uh, but if I had to do that all day every day, <laughs> I'd be real bored, because um, it's, it's very behavior based. Uh, right. It's like, basically, I think the elevator
3: pitch for CBT would be you are identifying both cognitions and behaviors that do not serve you. And then you fu- you learn concrete practices to alter the behavior, right? Because if you alter your behavior, you will alter your cognition. And that also works vice versa. So, so it, it tends to be it it tends to be pretty rote, right? Like I think it can feel like it's pretty homework based. It's like rating your your feelings and thoughts on like scales of one to 10, which again, like as Justine is saying, it can be very helpful. um, But it doesn't necessarily speak to those deeper underlying emotional issues that have to do with how we make meaning and how we understand ourselves in the world. And the way we understand ourselves in the world is, is for the most part, it is story based.
2: Mhm. Okay. So do any of the um do any of the practices from CBT also apply to narrative therapy? Um Or is it completely different approach?
0: Are they, there any is there any overlap? They are completely different approaches. Mm-hmm. Got
2: it.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are completely different approaches. Um I'm I the presentation I'm giving um, this Saturday is actually on narrative therapy so that it's it's very much in my mind right now. Um, mm. And there are some very specific interventions um, so not not to give your listeners an entire narrative therapy spiel, but <laughs> but just so they have a little bit of understanding. So you you heard Larissa describe what CBT looks like. What narrative therapy looks like is uh, one of the biggest aspects of it and this is a you know catchphrase that was made by one of the creators of narrative therapy uh, michael white the problem is the problem the person is not the problem hmm. which in many fields of psychology the person is the problem or the person right. has the problem you know the mm-hmm. p- the problem is within the person Right, right. And what narrative therapy does is it seeks to externalize the problem. So when I talk about something like anxiety, let's use anxiety again. Um, Perfect. You know, somebody in CBT might say, "Okay, so when you experience this feeling of anxiety, what are you doing, and what are you thinking about, and what happened before that, and mm-hmm. uh, what are the thoughts that led to this feeling of anxiety?" And it would and they would ask opener
3: questions very much based on the idea of where was your anxiety today?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm, Which okay. and even that kind of language, it it's equating the person so much with these set of symptoms and or feelings that they're experiencing as to almost imply
0: that they are interchangeable.
2: Right. Right. So
0: in narrative, when we try and externalize the problem, what I would do is say, You know, somebody comes to me, they're talking about feeling anxious, all this stuff. I'm like, you know, this just feels like there's a lot of anxiety gremlins hanging around. Mm -hmm. Does that, does it feel that way to you? Do you feel like there's just like a lot of rampant gremlins running around this room right now? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's figure out some ways to try and tame those gremlins and put them back in their little basket. And for those of you who aren't aware, this all goes
3: back to that wonderful film from 80 Cinema, <laughs> known as Gremlins and Gremlins 2. And yes, dear mm,
2: listeners.
3: <laughs> and yes, dear listeners, I watched both of these at the big house <laughs> of Justine. And let me tell you, it was a real experience for me.
1: <laughs> I have to say that was one of my favorite moments was when like you could just you could just hear the disdain <laughs> <of> the movie. <laughs> your responses to it but you were a good sport and just rolled with it (laughs) oh
0: (laughs) oh, yeah i got a i got a litany of her grievances and i was like let's just record this just just keep listing your grievances the people will love it
2: this is all very fascinating um this is great i i love hearing i mean i just am so fascinated about all of this so I'm sure our listeners are hanging in there.
0: Yeah, I hope <laughs> um, so. yeah, I hope so. Too. We'll get to
2: the geekiness. This is great. I want to geek out about therapy. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in there
1: and, and talk about geeks for a second. Like you, you mentioned that nobody was was out there, um, kind of taking care of of the geek population. Um, you mm-hmm. know, um, one of the things that uh, Ray and I often deal with here is like toxic fandoms. And, and how how to work with people who are being just very toxic, mm-hmm. and so do you find that that's just kind of something that do do a lot of your clients come in at that level or suffering from that level? Does that affect your your work at all?
0: uh you mean our do our clients come in and they are experiencing some sort of like discrimination within the geek community.
1: Yeah. Or just, I mean, it's the, the, I find the toxicity is just kind of very heavy and, mm-hmm. and it does affect people, even if they're not the, the direct focus of it. And is that something that you see regularly or is that something that you, you deal with? I mean, do you, do you get to work with people who are, are being toxic or these some of the,
3: Oh, are are you talking directly about people who are maybe like perpetrating that kind of toxicity within
1: both sides of it? Yeah.
3: Okay. Sure. Sure. Sure.
0: Okay. Um, Larissa, do you have folks that would fit either of those criteria? Um, I would say that I, I don't, I don't get a lot
3: of folks who would fall into maybe the perpetrator category that are crossing my path. Mm -hmm. I think what I tend to get more of are folks who, um, are maybe struggling with that kind of toxicity in different venues, right? Like maybe it's going to be a Reddit comment comment thread rather, um, or something else happening via social media, like usually that's what I will see. And then, um, you know, we'll talk about the impact of social media, both when it's you kind of bantering back and forth with an individual person, maybe maybe via a common thread or just kind of being inundated by um, different things that are showing up on like Instagram or Snapchat.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All those gremlins that hang out on social media. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. yeah. See, it works. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right. And, then, like, and, it, and it's, it's very important to have like a language and a familiarity with these different types of like media and all of like the different sort of like message bots that you can yeah. use. Right. Like it, it's important to have that. And then also then to really talk. I'm sorry, there's a siren. It's nope. going to go away now. You're in Chicago. There we go. There's going to be it's a siren. Tr- it's true. Fair. Thank you. Thank you for uh, verbalizing and normalizing there for me. <laughs> um, so then what a lot of the work is from my perspective in it as, as a therapist is talking about different types of self-care mm-hmm. and how and when we need to step away from engaging via social media and how to kind of build in a mindful awareness of what kinds of fandoms do you want to go to. Based on what you're struggling with, right? Like if you're dealing with a lot of anger, maybe it's going to be helpful for you to like log on the line and and play. I always what is it? It's not Far Cry. It's late, guys. Help me out. It's that video game that everyone's into that replaced Minecraft. Well, oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yes, maybe it's going to be helpful for you to like <laughs> log on and start shooting people up on Fortnite if you're dealing with anger. And maybe it's not. Maybe that is going to amp up the anger so much that you're not going to be able to sleep that night. So then maybe you need something else. Maybe you need a calmer game. Maybe you don't need a game at all. Maybe you need a bath. Maybe you need some tea. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things.
2: I thought people dance on Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) is, (laughs) Is there ever a topic that... You two would like to discuss on your podcast where you maybe have trouble finding a correlation in geekdom or or in in a you know uh, uh, one of these I don't know properties or or intellectual properties that that we kind of engage with or they do they just abound everywhere and it's pretty yeah easy to, to
0: there find? is there are so many. And uh, I mean, sometimes we have a hard time thinking of them. So it's funny. Sometimes we think of the fandom first and then what we want to talk about. And sometimes we decide what we want to talk about and then find the fandom. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We we have the harder time when we think about what we want to talk about. And then we're trying to find the fandom. Not because the fandoms are not readily available, but just because Larissa and I are sitting on FaceTime staring at each other like, "Uh, (laughs) well... What about uh, Ferris Bueller's day off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a great point. So the the fandom
3: is always out there. I don't think we've ever wanted to talk about something and not been able to find something in fandom. There's such a, there's a, there's such a wealth of stories out there with the modern mythologies that we have now. It's really more like what Justine is saying that it's maybe 930am. And neither (laughs) of us are morning people. And we're like, this is our meeting time, we need to come up with something and we're
1: just <laughs> so
0: tired.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
0: have now revealed uh, that you are neither a morning nor a night person. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a I'm
3: a, I'm a day person.
1: <laughs> Larissa
2: is a day walker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> day walker.
2: <laughs> when when Joe first told me about this podcast, um, the first thing that came to my mind was. Just the experience of sitting in the theater watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 mm. and just being shocked at how much the story, just how much they were fitting in there about um, family and about mm-hmm. sort of, you know, toxic family mm-hmm. attachments yep. and, and just like sur- like, survive, like siblings surviving under, uh, you know, a parent that is... Toxic or that is that is
0: mm-hmm. abusive, uh,
2: prop, prop, ab- abusive. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and and I was just blown away that I was watching this Marvel movie and it's fulfilling everything that it needs to as a Marvel movie. Yet there was so much in that film, uh, and not only about that because I love that about Gamora and Nebula's a uh, uh, whole arc mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, but also um, you know Peter Quill and and dealing with his father and and literally. Literally having to, you know, murder his ego in order to, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> complete his arc and, yeah. and, and transition. And that was just, I was blown. And that was the first thing I thought. So, of course I I saw, you know, when I logged onto your website, I saw bad dad Thanos. I was like, yes, this, <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing the thing. That's amazing. So um, can you talk about how. How do you de- once once you lock in on an idea or or you know connect an idea to a topic to a fandom? How do you then go about developing it into a full sort of play or, or podcast episode?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we we take turns, so mm-hmm. I write one, then she writes one, um, and we don't script the whole thing. We script the uh, you are getting a peek behind the curtain, friends. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just uh, we script the the pre credits bit. And maybe a little bit, I mean, I say pre-credits before we introduce ourselves and say all the, you know, welcome shit, that's all scripted. And then we'll script like a little bit past. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just yammer at each other the way that we yammer at each other in real life. Right. And
3: usually this is cute on the script by just writing Larissa colon riff. (laughs) (laughs) And then under the riff, we'll put, we usually like to help ourselves out. We like to write out like the character names that we're going to be referencing, Mm -hmm. Um, for myself, if I can do it, I like to put the phonetic spelling because I can't (laughs) pronounce things. Um, and then like, maybe we'll do like a rough outline of of specific topics that we want to hit. Um, but other than that, what you hear is really just us talking about things off the cuff
2: hmm. That's great. That's what makes it so effective is that it really does come down to you, too, and your banter and your friendship. And, you know, that that's what I think probably makes it really connect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the feedback that we've gotten. Um, I uh, asked another we were we were guesting on another podcast um, we, called Amusement Sparks where we made up an amusement park. It was real cute. Um, oh, nice, <laughs> But anyway, I, I asked that um, host what his favorite app was. And he said it was um, the, the season finale. And I don't know uh, if you've listened to that yet. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't Batman one. Yeah. The Batman one. I don't want to spoiler it, but we're talking about Batman. It gets kind of sad. Um, and you know, th- that one was a very, just vulnerable honest conversation that Larissa and I are having yeah. and it seemed like that really resonated not just for this particular podcaster but you know it that's feedback I've gotten quite a bit is mm-hmm. that it was really impactful for people to hear us just have that really vulnerable honest conversation mm-hmm. so i think yeah i th- in the same way that all of us have fandom attachments with characters and celebrities and whoever, um, your listeners, Ray and Joe, at home have a fandom attachment with you. And they Mm -hmm. feel like they know you and they are invested in your lives. And so same with us. Um, And so, yeah, I think when we just chat and have a conversation, that's, that's impactful for them and they feel like they are a part of it. I will say, though, that this gets a little wild with
3: clients that Justine and I each work with.
0: Oh, yeah, that's herself. awesome. That's awesome. Because
3: in <laughs> in therapy, you really you don't do a lot of self-disclosure because it's it's not about like me and what's happened to me in my life. It very much is about the person I'm working with. You know, it's it's right. it's not that kind of like reciprocal relationship in that sense. So while I I mm-hmm. use kind of my own personal experiences in life and and thoughts and impressions to inform the work that I'm doing, it would not be appropriate for me to like sit down and be like, client, let me tell you all about my feelings about D- bad dad oh, Thanos, right? <laughs> but if
2: if, I would love right, but
3: if they're
0: listening <laughs> to
3: the podcast, they're getting a very different version of of me. And they're learning a lot more about each of us. And so there definitely have been times in session where like, I'll have people just randomly reference something and I'm like, oh, is it, uh, excuse me, what? What was
2: that? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Which, I get I, I get weirded out enough when a student follows me on social media or something. So that must be <laughs> a whole nother level to that. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny because uh, you guys start every episode with the the disclaimer that even though you are therapists, you are not our therapists. <laughs> and, yes, of course, um, we
0: are your therapists, <laughs> yeah, Right. And that's the
1: line that always gets me. I'm like, that must be kind of a trippy experience because um, I don't know that I would, I don't know what I would do if I heard my therapist discuss a whole bunch of stuff on a podcast. Like it, it I think just definitely got to change the relationship a little bit.
0: You know, for, for me, it is not at all different. Um, not because I'm an, constantly disclosing my own feelings about things. Um, but as far as fandom goes, I totally do. I, f- I feel like that is such a safe and kind disclosure that I can make with clients. You know, I'm I'm not going to tell them about my you know, my, my relationships with other human beings or whatever. Um, but, you know, I absolutely talked about my feelings around the, the body shaming of chubby Thor. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and chubby Thor. I know. Um, so for me, I think just because that's how I show up in the therapy room, I am so casual um, that the clients I have who listen regularly Will literally come in and say, "Okay, so I listened to uh, this particular episode, and I was really struck by it, and I need to talk about it." And it opens up this conversation. I mean, I um, I had a situation where a uh, a client was a regular listener. Um, who heard a particular episode, it really resonated with them. And they brought in something from their history they had never talked about before, because they heard us talking about it on the podcast. Wow. And I mean, that's, I, there's no other way I could have created that, you know? So for me, I'm fine with it. Even the little bits of actual disclosure that I do, I, f- I feel fine about um, there's nothing that I disclose on the podcast that I would not be comfortable having people know, or I wouldn't disclose it on the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Well, and
3: it's just, as I'm sure this is, will come to, as no surprise to anybody that like Spock as a therapist is a, is a wee bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk as a therapist. So while I definitely use fandom in the work, um, I think it's I think for some of the folks I work with, they're they're engaging with a very different valence of myself and my personality. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, that's awesome. I think what you guys are doing are amazing. I hope that this podcast goes on for a very, very, very long time because it's just a joy. Thank and, you so yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, I if if you have not listened to their podcast yet, please, please go try it out because it's at the very at the very least, they're fun to listen to. But <laughs> I've learned I've learned so much from listening to it, and uh, I can't wait for season
2: two. It's really exciting. Oh, the, is there, it's
0: the dream. Thank is, you.
2: <laughs> is there an episode that you would, I mean, is it just the first episode that you would recommend listeners go to if they want to get a like a, a good starter episode, a good introduction episode, I guess, to, to what mm-hmm. this podcast is about.
0: Um, uh, I mean, episode one obviously wasn't our best cause it was our first episode and our anyone's first anything is not going to be as great as the 26th. Um, but we introduced some concepts that we hearken back to over time. Okay. If if you if you already listened to this and you now know Kirk brain Spock Brain, you can skip Ep One, but I would not skip Ep Two when we talk about the Westworld construct, also known as social constructionism. Because yeah, that is my favorite fucking topic, and you will hear about the Westworld construct and social constructionism through the entire rest of the show. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that, I'm going to oh, go counter
3: ahead. that a little bit only because like for <laughs> two reasons. One, I like I myself as a listener like to kind of like drop in the middle and then work my way outwards. And two, mm. I make Justine define the Westworld construct almost every time we bring it up in later <laughs> episodes. And she gets, like super, like, and you'll, if you listen to all of it, you'll hear her getting like more and more pissed each time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> make them
3: listen to the episode. <laughs> don't, don't worry, friends. That's you'll how you can it. tell. Yes. It.
2: That's how you can tell at what point of the season you're in, right? Is how pissed she's about.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, 100%. 100%. But I don't know. I, so I guess. Yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say, that, like, I think I think Bad Dad Thanos is a great one to drop into. Um, I think starting at the end with Batman is real great. Mm-hmm. Do you have
0: any others just seen that you feel like really stand out? as Well, as I mean, I, I think you could go with what your interests are. Mm-hmm. Really, um, we did an episode that was a pretty tough topic. We did um, Will Riker and the Me Too movement.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that stood out to me
0: yeah which yeah. Uh, I mean it's a tough topic, but it's a real good episode. it is yeah um
2: good yeah my follow-up was gonna be do you have either you have a particular episode that you is your favorite or you're very proud of so that seems like you're answering
0: yeah that yeah question. well I and I am <laughs> very proud of our season finale the um, the Batman in grief mm-hmm. mm. um, because I you know I al- allowed myself to disclose some pretty, Intense stuff that was going on in my life, um, and nothing that anybody couldn't find with a simple Google search. Um, but it, you know, it felt it felt like such a beautiful close to our first season. You know, mm-hmm. where we started our first app, very structured and scripted, and that we ended our our first season very honest and vulnerable. It was, it was a beautiful narrative arc and I love a narrative arc. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Very cool. When is, when is season two coming out?
0: Uh, Oh, Larissa, September
3: something. It is. Yeah. It's mid September. Um, friends. I should, I should know this. Um, (laughs) is Brian there? Ask Brian. Uh, Yeah. Brian is our producer. Bless him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's I think it's dropping the after Labor Day weekend. So September fifth is when it should be dropping. Okay, that's
1: awesome. So guys, make. Sure oh, you no,
3: check it Oh no, I no, I'm wrong. It's September twelfth. September fifth is when we're going to do the live tweet of our first eighties movies night, which is something we're kicking off in season two.
2: Whoa. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to totally live we tweet together. This was her idea. <laughs> this was not it my was. idea. It was totally <laughs> my idea. idea. So so September 5th, Justine and I are going to be watching Ferris re-watching, of course, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and live tweeting our reactions.
2: That's great. All <laughs> awesome.
1: on you on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, I need to get I need to get that on the calendar and just sit with a cup of coffee and and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you two so much for for sharing all this with us. Uh, I'm very excited that we were able to get you on the podcast, and thank you, Larissa, uh, for for staying up. <laughs> um, do you guys have any shout outs for this week? Uh,
0: well, I I often uh, like to shout out an artist. Um, who does some amazing art that I have all over the wall in my office. And his name is Jay Salvador. Um, he does art by the name of super emo friends. And he creates um, little little caricatures of our favorite pop culture icons and underneath them writes what they're sad about. <laughs> so, you know, there's a frowning little cartoon black widow and she's sad about uh Gender, uh, gender inequality. What is she sad about? Um, I don't know. I don't. Gender politics. Don't She's sad gender about gender po- politics. She is. Um, mm-hmm. And then Link is sad because he's not Zelda. Right. And uh, and then Hulk is Hulk is mad because mad makes sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they're just they're they're a lovely narrative conversation piece and kind of exemplify our therapeutic fan fiction thing. So. Shout out to you, Jay.
1: That's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I got to the site and these are amazing. Aren't these they? Are like these are yeah. so good.
0: They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They really are. He's at most comic-cons, so check him out. Or just Google Super Emo Friends. You will find them.
1: <laughs> we will put a link in the
3: show notes.
0: Oh, wonderful. Larissa?
3: Oh, yes. That was, it was my cue. Apologies. Um, okay, so shout out. It's, shout a, out to it's two, almost 10 p.m. You are, like, I know, done. Like, it's, it's really... It's, it's, it's all happening here for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so shout out to our fabulous producer of Starship Therapies. Brian, we, we could not do it without him as mm. our chief engineer. And then shout out to Jordan Dene, who makes fabulous geekery chic t-shirts I'm wearing one right now because they just dropped their uh supernatural t-shirt but if y'all haven't checked out Jordan Danae I would really encourage you to do so
0: yeah and the reason that you got that t-shirt is because it says family don't end with blood
3: Mm -hmm.
0: which is what we're all about chosen family yep Mm
2: mm-hmm Ray yeah, um I'm gonna give a shout out to my coworkers who I've shouted out to before, uh Jason and Christian. They're they're listeners of Geekitude, devoted listeners. And um I was talking about Starship Therapies this morning before the meeting got started, and uh really excited to to share some of the topics or some of the, the episode titles with them because I knew that they would be interested and responsive. So Jason's a, a big trek fan and uh trekkie and he right away i was like who's Riker and what does that have to do with it and jason was right on and he was like oh this is will Riker's character that makes that sounds interesting and you know christian's a big game of thrones fan so I'm, i'm i'm pretty sure he's gonna be checking out that episode and then we're all obviously marvel fans so uh we got quite a chuckle out of bad dad thanos and we're right away talking about it and so excited to listen so Shout out to those guys. Uh, I'm really uh, excited for them to hear this episode and to check out Starship Therapies and and talk about it in the future.
0: Awesome.
1: And I would like to give a shout out to our wonderful guests for coming onto the show this evening. Thank you so, so, so much.
3: Aw, thank Aww. you, thank you. This was it was a real pleasure, you guys. I know that mm-hmm. it's hard for me because I'm a day walker, but <laughs> I, want, I want you both to know that this was this was really really worth it. Thank you so much. Mm.
1: Oh, thank you so much. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2 is a proud member of the geek to geek Network, so check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, CapsuleJ and Troidle Power, and make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash Geek2GeekCast. You can currently find us at GeekTitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at
2: epic grays. Ray, where can we find you? I am. I live on social media, especially Twitter. So definitely uh, you can find me there. And my handle at every social media platform I'm on is rayvargas3. So if you go to Facebook, uh, backslash Ray Vargas three or Instagram, Twitter. I'm at Ray Vargas three. And then my website, if you want to see some of my artwork is uh Ray Vargas All
1: right. And our wonderful guests, where can our, our people find you?
0: Okay. So to find starship Therapist content. Um, we have a Facebook and Instagram and a Twitter. Um, our, Insta handle is at starship underscore therapies and our Twitter is at podcast starship. Maybe I should Make those the same, but I haven't yet. So <laughs> there we go. Um, and then if you are interested in finding me personally, Justine, you can find me on um, the major social medias at Mind Body Fandom because I take a holistic approach to healing mind, body, and fandom. And you can also go to my website, blueboxcounseling.com, or email me directly. Justine at blueboxcounseling.com. And friends, the nerd in me honors the nerd in you. Nerd must stay. <laughs> Larissa.
3: Uh, you can find me at all of uh, the Starship Therapies media outlets, um, which Justine beautifully read off. And then if you want to find me personally, I'm I'm on Twitter at Spox
1: <laughs> beautiful
0: I came up with that one too <laughs> it's true
1: <laughs> well I hope we can get you on again sometime in the future to talk about other stuff that you're excited about and into
0: yes Oh, definitely. yeah. for lovely. sure
1: awesome and until then and until next week remember this week keep it geek Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the The Two Two Gay Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks webcast, where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And, of course, we can be found at tggeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere?